0: My name is Angela.
1: My name is Nicole.
0: And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> it's been a while. It
1: doesn't uh, seem like a while for you guys,
0: but uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, you guys just heard us last week. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we spoiler here, we record a few episodes at a time because we know we're going to have some busy days. Uh-huh. And so it's been about 3 weeks for us.
1: Holy cow. And
0: what a crazy 3 weeks these have been. <laughs>
1: What a roller coaster, <laughs> just to say the least.
0: Uh, first of all, the, the most important thing I want to say is I love you so much, Nicole. I love you. And you are an amazing person. You're too sweet. And you are my very best friend. You're my very best. And I have friend. missed you so much, and so much has happened.
1: <laughs> As Angela says, kumbaya.
0: Kumbaya. It's so good to be back in action and yes. be back with each We're other. We're happy to do this. V- oh my gosh. You guys, <laughs> you have no idea. This brings
1: us so much joy. It
0: does. Um, speaking of joy, should we get into our stitches? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh. we can kind of ping pong back yeah, and forth. You go first. I'll, I'll She's start, I'll do one okay. and then we'll dive into your stitch okay. and then we'll bring it back to me Yay! so we can end on a happy
1: okay. thing. I like yes? It. yes. Okay. I love
0: it. So the first thing that I want to say is, um, it's the holiday season. It's, it's the, the holiday season. season. <laughs> yeah. So we know that. And we just went through November. November is a big month for me. For you. It's yes. Huge. It's my husband's birthday. Right. It was a big birthday for him. I won't give numbers, but you know, it's a, it's a big birthday and Thanksgiving. Uh
1: huh. And then
0: we also decided to do a Friends Giving this year as yes, well. Yes. So it's a lot. So, and, yes. And then it's also our anniversary. We Yay! just celebrated 14 years Congrats! of marriage. Yay.
1: Yay!
0: So it's a big month.
1: Yes. And
0: there was a lot going on and my poor little brain cannot process (laughs) everything (laughs) and all the details that I need to do. I'm not a very detail oriented person. You're
1: not like me where you keep lists. No. And I really
0: need to keep lists. I think I need to break down and start using a planner.
1: Okay. And Did you know as much as
0: that makes me sad?
1: Well, well <laughs> I really need to do it. I found there's a there's a planner for people just like you apparently. <gasps> is there? Yeah, well oh. you fill Ooh. things in where it's like you do what you need to. Like it's uh-huh. I think it's for your brain. Maybe I'll <gasps> find it for you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> because okay, and this is why I need a planner, because a lot of little details that I was trying to remember definitely didn't happen. No. And so I had multiple brain farts and i'm just going to list some of them and this is why i need a planner <laughs> i was going through them I was with Nicole. Angela's planner at
1: one point i know I, <laughs> I was going
0: through these with nicole and i was like nicole what the heck why can't i remember anything and i was making myself so mad that i kept screwing up all these tiny little things so the first thing is for our friends giving we decided to now this is like a cool idea my husband is very smart very detail oriented he comes up with great ideas and then he'll you know give me tasks to carry them out (laughs) and one of the tasks that so what he wanted to do he wanted to make ornaments and so we took our we saved our christmas tree from last year because we buy live trees and we dried it out on our wood pile, and it's going to be our Yule log. So, we're going to burn it the following Christmas. So, that's going to be our tradition. I love that. Isn't that great? And what we decided to do also is to take a section of it and cut it into rounds to make ornaments. Pretty. So, we have, yes. So, we have all these beautiful little rounds. Mm-hmm. And we decided, you know, what would be really cool is if we take our, what we call our farm, we call it A.S. Homestead. Because those are our initials, uh-huh. Angela, Sam, Homestead, right? Yes. Angela and Sam, Homestead. So we were going to take our initials and um, make get a brand, buy a brand. And you can do this on Amazon. Woo! You can customize your brand, right? And then burn them on one side. And on the other side, we're going to ha- let the kids use markers and color and decorate and we had like christmas stamps and stuff
1: family project yes
0: i'll show you them. we still have a bunch and i'll show you them and if you want to take some for the boys and they can decorate they they can love it yeah here's the problem though oh no I got the name of our homestead wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The basics. The the, the brand is wrong. (laughs) I chose to use my initials (laughs) instead of (laughs) A.S. Homestead. (laughs) It's A.H. Homestead. It's
1: your own home.
0: (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh. Why did I do that? Because I was trying to do it fast. So it's like A.H. Homestead. And it makes me mad because I'm like, I did it wrong. No, it's not the right name.
1: That's okay.
0: My husband, I love him. God bless him. He thinks it's hilarious. I'm like It is hilarious. I'm mad at myself for doing that. Yeah. I'm so mad at myself Don't for doing that. Don't you beat that.
1: yourself up too much. Sorry.
0: Uh you listeners got one of my brain farts. I fixed it though, but if you were one of the lucky 50 <laughs> people that listened to the episode before I fixed it, I totally left a section in oh, that's right. <laughs> the <laughs> episode. Uh, That we released um, before Thanksgiving.
1: Uh
0: I left a little section in there that I meant to delete. That was another, a little blurb. About fire. (laughs) Yeah, there was a fire, (laughs) and Matt was hiking around where the the fire was. And so I'm like, by the way, there's fire. fire! (laughs) So you guys got a little treat of something that I meant to cut. So that was another little brain fart. And I was trying to do it fast.
1: And you did it. You you got it out. Uh,
0: Another one that I did is I shipped my uh christmas cards to my old address no instead of my current address so that was kind of fun i got to meet the people that moved into my old house <laughs> it? that's cool i was like how do you like the house were it's they great. nice uh, yeah very nice okay so i met their dog their dog's name is theo he's Aww. very nice <laughs> what kind of doggy um uh like a golden
1: oh i think
0: it might might have been a doodle or something love but, yeah. it very okay. very sweet very cute very nice. Very nice people. They're from Seattle. So, hey. yay. Shout out to them. I'm like, I want to be up? like, my sister lives there. And I wanted to tell them all kinds <laughs> of stuff. But I'm like, that's way too weird. And I <laughs> your I don't need to, to like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just because they live in my old house, I don't need to tell them They're everything not your that I know about right them, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's funny, though. But yeah, so that and then probably one of the biggest brain farts that I had I'm sure there's more that I'm not remembering right now because I can't remember things. But one of the biggest brain farts that I had is I forgot to put sugar in my pumpkin pie. (laughs) It's a healthy pumpkin pie. It's like I make pumpkin pies every year. That's like one thing that I am known for on Thanksgiving and Christmas is I make the pumpkin pies. I did make the crust. I made a graham cracker crust. So there was lots of sugar in that. Okay bounce it out and then I also make a pecan kind of praline thing that goes on the bottom underneath the the pumpkin yeah it's really good so I do that instead of making a pecan pie I
1: make like a pecan to it yeah
0: so that had a lot of sugar in it so I mean there was sugar present just not in (laughs) the pumpkin part part. (laughs) and I was eating it and I was like there's something wrong what's wrong and then the next morning I woke up I was like I didn't put sugar in the pumpkin pie (laughs) Oh, man. It's okay. It's a little healthier that way then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, does anybody else do this during the holiday? There's like tiny little details that drive you nuts. (laughs) No. And everyone else thinks it's hilarious. But I'm like, no, I should have like done better at that. And I should have remembered that.
1: No, I think my mother-in-law can contest right now. I'll talk about more <laughs> of that. I'm like, hey, don't let me forget. And I'd like yeah. say it out loud. I'm like, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> and that helps me remember it. And I'm yeah. like, why didn't I write it down? But no, I feel you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you're too busy. Yeah. You don't have time you're to write things like down. just running around. Yeah. I'm just going. Chicken just with just his go head go. cut off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I feel you. So I made it through November and now we're in December. And that is where I will switch over to you because my next thing I want to talk about has to do with um, holiday Holidays. parties. yeah, Holiday season. It's holiday season. So Nicole, oh my gosh! <laughs> you are the strongest, most amazing person I know. You're so I'm going to start with that. You're so sweet. Yeah.
1: I won't give everything away, but um, we had another family scare. My husband, um, if you've heard us talk about it before, he had some seizures back in April and Everything was fine. Now he was on meds, you know, things got better. No more seizures, got better. But recently he suffered another one in the middle of the night that uh, we found out maybe that was was triggered by a migraine mm-hmm. and a med switch. Yes. But we don't know for sure. We're still kind of in the dark. We need to still meet with his new neurologist. But it was freaking scary, everybody, because... I had to call an ambulance. That was fun. And what's the funniest part, I think, to me is that once they got in, I was like, oh, my God, my house is so dirty. (laughs) I know. She's so funny. I'm like, my husband's in trouble. Yes, go help him. But like everything around me was like oh my god it's so messy in here <laughs> yeah you know
0: she was in a panic I was talking to her um because she called me after they they took her husband and and she's like cleaning her house and she's I'm like the house my house is such a mess like nobody cares Nicole just like
1: <laughs> but I think that's my way of coping too. yeah like, you I gotta cannot- be busy you gotta do yeah. something
0: and you gotta find order and yes. you can find order in a clean
1: house I, I can yeah. control it that yeah. was my controlling situation so yeah it was tough um we came back Angela was uh, was awesome she she came and helped because it was the middle of the night. My kids were sleeping. She came and helped me out. They released him and thinking he was good. And then we got home and he suffered two more. Yeah. It was the scariest thing. My other good friend that is my um, youngest, best friend's mom came over to help and we had to call another ambulance so that was really fun yeah. uh the same crew two ambulance rides <laughs> two ambulance like hey rides. i know you <laughs> <laughs> we all knew each other
0: were they like hey your house loses much closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i should have asked like do you notice anything different um no it was very stressful though he was in the hospital for a few more days because of post-seizures and good times but He's home. Thankfully, um, we've got like family complete and 180 180. Yeah, it's the same as his last time. It's just he's got a lot of pain from, you know, after from seizing. Fact. Yes. Yeah, aftermath of, yeah. of things. So um send him good vibes everybody um he was the sweetest because once he got back i don't know if you noticed angela
0: huh.
1: he wrote a bunch of posts so he's a he huge
0: did. funko he person did. right so yeah.
1: he he's got a big community with funko pops i don't know if you guys know those but it's really cute these little doll things so he, he made a big <laughs> post about it and he shouted us out and yeah. then we got a bunch of followers so yeah <laughs> i was like that was you guys sweet. that was the sweetest thing in the world but Thank you everybody for well wishes. He's doing a lot better. We still need to see a neurologist. Um, we've got, like I said, family coming in and out because all of our family's in Washington state. Yeah. We don't yeah. have anybody here except Angela and a couple people. So yeah. um, thank you for everybody for, for helping us out and uh, well wishes. So yeah, of course it's during the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> <season. laughs> great timing but, um, oh, man. but he's doing a lot better thankfully. Yeah, um, yeah i just i i have ptsd i can't sleep
0: yeah because, because everything it happened, happened in the middle of the in night in the middle of the yeah. night
1: um so and i like i made sure he didn't fall but like after that i was like freaking out i'm like what do i freaking do you know yeah so because there's really
0: nothing you can do no i can't you know? do anything at that point yeah. except
1: call an ambulance which yeah. i did yeah so. whoo <laughs> So my, my life has been crazy, but yeah. you know, um, we, we roll with the punches. So things are, you know, better. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy. He's home.
0: Yeah. I'm happy. He's home. Yeah. I'm happy that, um, everything is, you know, progressing in, in a positive way yes. and, and we're moving forward and right. I'm happy to have you in my life Thank and you. I'm happy to, have, I'm happy to him have you in my life.
1: You know, what's amazing though, just a quick side note. So I don't know if you've ever watched the Haunting in Venice movie I keep talking to you about. Yes. With Perot. Yes. Pedro. Yes. Yes. You yes. Saw, did you I watch did. It? I watched it. Yes. So there's a section at the beginning where they're at the house. I don't know if you guys seen it. Go watch it if you want to. It's, it's pretty fun. But there's a section at the beginning where the kids are watching how this house is haunted. Yes. Right. And I think it's Tina Fey's character or the mom where she says something like um, scary stories make real life less scary. Yes and that's why I love true. this podcast <laughs> it's like, I love researching scary things because mm-hmm. real life like that was the scariest thing ever right oh my gosh yes so researching other stories and creepy things like I think that's a that's also why I love that because it's a
0: good therapy yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah so we're bringing you guys therapy yes <laughs> I'm making hand gestures and being silly. So, Anyway. You're too cute. Yeah. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be podcasting because that really takes my mind off things and I'm happy. Yeah.
0: That was a big concern of hers because we missed a day of podcasting and she's like, she's like, I'm I'm not going to be able to come. I'm like, no, your husband's in the hospital. You can't come. It's okay. We, we have some saved. We're good. It's okay. But I think you like needed this because this is therapy. It's my therapy. Yeah.
1: It's my release.
0: Yeah. So. So, I love you guys yeah
1: we love our stitchers yeah. okay so you've got one more fun story real quick like. do
0: okay. I have one more fun story and then we'll
1: go to story time oh and stitches but. and
0: stitches yes yeah oh I have like the coolest thing to yes, show you, you guys do. I'm so excited I started working on it the night that I came in spend <laughs> at your house she
1: brought all her crochets. Though. I did yeah
0: okay so it's the holiday season again here's the theme right and so now that we're in December and we're out of November we're doing holiday parties and yes. my husband's so sweet we have Holiday parties all this week, right now. And so we went to one last night. And it was really fun. He's like, he's like, go get your hair done, go get your nails done, so you have like sparkly nails. I know nails they're now. beautiful. And and so anyway, so I got to get all dolled up and ready, and we're at this party, and um, we're hanging out with people that I haven't seen in forever. So it was really really fun to just Yay. like see these people and Good. hang out and get to know them. And and they're like, so what have what have you been up to? Like I haven't seen you in years. Like what's going on? And so I'm just like at first my brain is like "Uh, nothing I don't know (laughs) I'm like oh we moved to a farm I have alpacas they didn't know that no because I haven't seen well I mean they've talked to Sam they see Sam but they haven't seen me and they're like oh yeah and I'm like oh yeah and I have alpacas and 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 they're like, Oh, cool. Tell us about the alpacas. And I tell them about, about the alpacas. And and then Sam's like, She has a podcast too. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I have Yay! a podcast. Because, you know,
1: That's <laughs> like fun. don't think about You it. know what, real quick? Yeah. My husband brought that up in the hospital too. Did he? He's like to the neurologist, she's watching me crochet. And she's uh-huh. like, Oh my gosh, you crochet. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my husband's like, Hey, tell her about your podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Isn't that funny? I'm so bad at self-promotion. I'm terrible I, at it. I do this for us yes. and for our community and yeah. I never promote it. And that's, that's so, that's so bad, bad. Isn't that funny?
1: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. If you can promote us, that'd be awesome, but we're terrible oh at gosh. it. Apparently.
0: Yeah, no, I'm like, so not good. I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. Yay. So I was talking to this one woman and she's a lawyer. And, um, and again, I haven't seen her in years. She's like, really, what do you guys talk about? Cause she and another friend of hers are, thinking about doing a podcast oh,
1: fun. where
0: her friend will talk about so she's a, a family law so Ooh. divorce lawyer oh, okay. so she's got all kinds of crazy juicy stories yes. and so her friend wants to talk about how women will change their fashions after a divorce Ooh. I'm like oh yes because that happens that does like women completely change yes the, everything They're, everything yeah. so anyway I was like that would be a fascinating I would podcast to it. so I'm putting it out there um, that this podcast is going to be coming into existence so when oh, it happens fun. I'll let everyone know yeah, about I it because I will be hilarious okay. because she is so funny yes and then she's like well what do you talk about on your podcast I was like well we decided to do this during the pandemic because we would get together and crochet and they were like well what do you listen to when you crochet and I'm like I like to listen to paranormal things and Nicole's like me too and then <laughs> that's how that's how this brainchild came out
1: um <laughs> <laughs> Is that... That's funny how you put that. Yeah. Okay.
0: And 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 then she's like really what kind of paranormal things Ooh. do you talk about so she's like getting excited yeah i'm like well everything. everything we talk about hauntings we talk about cryptids she's like ufos i'm like yes, yes. absolutely we talk about aliens and ufos she's like i saw a ufo <gasps> i've seen it twice and i was like no way tell me all about it and she's like okay and she was so excited And we talked about her ufo sightings wow. and we talked and so we and now i think she's gonna listen so because, hey denise hey <laughs> i
1: hope you're listening tell us did you is it like a long one we could share no it. it's
0: it's very short oh, so dang. we're gonna share it okay oh oh yeah i would love if denise wants to come talk about it but yeah. so the she saw it one night um i uh, i forget where she was living but it, it wasn't here where we live but it was in southern california okay. and she was in her um, bedroom and she had this like big window that she was looking out and then she saw this flat disc shape Ooh. come towards her window and it kind of hovered and kind of spun around a little bit there and then just zoomed off really, really fast. Wow. And she said that you could kind of see a chemtrail, but like you had to be looking for it to see that kind of a trail. And right. it and it didn't move like any other aircraft that you would think because it just kind of came in and and shimmied around a little bit and then just zoomed off and she's like oh my gosh wow that was a ufo i saw a ufo it wasn't
1: like tiny right it wasn't like a a drone right
0: no she says it was the size of like like maybe an escalade like a big car wow um and it just like came to her window and just kind of looked around a little bit and then zoomed off spooky and then she said she saw it again (gasps) At, she was in Lake Arrowhead with her family Ooh. and um, everybody had gone inside and she was just looking up in the sky and she saw it zooming around again. That's and insane. I was just like, oh, my gosh,
1: it's following she saw it
0: twice. Yeah.
1: Maybe there's a connection. And it was
0: like it was, you know, way different timing, different area that's crazy but yeah and so we got to talk about UFOs yay. And, and so that was like that's so cool and I'm talking like, about UFOs That's the best party ever because <laughs> exactly. I get stories from people oh my gosh exactly I love it yeah wow. that was fun cool yeah oh. yay holiday parties <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need more holiday parties in my yeah. life so, oh it was fun that's really cool yay Well, we got some stuff to talk about, yeah? We
0: do. I'm so excited about The Stitch. Yes. Once again, I have no idea what our story time is. Secret time.
1: (laughs) I I love it. um, And the movie I chose was it's not a normal typical horror movie that i usually choose but it it's was still, beautiful it's a mystery thriller
0: yeah and okay. i've never seen i've never read the book i haven't either and but, but the we'll movie was great yeah. yeah the lovely bones you guys know you've, yeah. you've, you've read the title the po- of the episode, <laughs> episode?
1: <laughs> we'll dive in soon though.
0: yeah but before we do all of yeah. that let's get stitching okay. OK, Stitchers. So for today, I got super inspired because, again, it's the holiday season. Take a stitch every single time we sing that song because <laughs> it's been like eight times so far this episode. But um, I got very inspired to make another holiday blanket. Yay. I made one last year. So I'm like, I'm going to make one this year. And I'm like, what do I want to do? And then I came across. So we love these. You guys see these like rustic red trucks everywhere right new
1: thing for holiday season yeah these red
0: trucks I mean, they've been around for a while but I I bought one years ago I was at Hobby Lobby and I saw this red truck and I'm like oh that's so cool I bought it years ago and I had it on my piano at my old house but now we live in a farm and it makes more sense for it to be here so I collect these like old little vintage trucks so I have the red one I have a white one that's right my alpaca that Nicole made me lives in And so I decided. You know what? I came across a blanket that has that truck pattern on it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" So it's a Christmas truck, and and I got this off of um, a website called Left in Knots. Are they left handed? Cute. They do have left handed videos.
1: Hey, they do.
0: So that's what's really great about it is they do a right handed video and they do a left-handed video on how to do this technique. And this is a technique that I've never done before. This is a graph again, yeah. but we're doing a C2C C or corner to corner graph again. That's and I've never so done cool. this technique. And so I was like, Ooh, I want to learn how to do this technique too. Okay. And so that's the blanket. Isn't oh that cute? Oh my
1: gosh. She's showing me her like current in progress. Yeah. And now I see the website. It's so cool. Isn't it cool? Yes. It's so I pretty.
0: So, of course, I went out, and shout out to Janet and Mike for sponsoring this blanket because they bought me the yarn for this. Yay, thanks, Janet and Mike. So I, we went out and, and uh, went to Joanne's, and I bought all the yarn for Ooh. it. So I'm, like, so excited. So corner to corner is basically you start in one corner and start with what they call a pixel. So it's one little block. And one pixel is a chain two and three double crochets. So that's a block. Three
1: double crochets. Yeah.
0: Chain two, three double crochets. Got it. And so it starts off with a chain five. Okay. And then in the third chain from the hook, you do a double crochet and then you double crochet in the last two. Right. So then you're left with a chain two and three double crochets. Right. Then you chain five. And then in the same thing in the third chain from the hook, you do a double crochet and then you do two more double crochets in the next two chains. And then you flip the 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 first pixel that you made and you slip um slip stitch it to that chain two nice and then in that chain two from that first pixel Mm -hmm. you're going to chain two and then do three double crochets into that chain two space okay and then you now you have three pixels
1: because you have that initial one one, and
0: then you have two more that are building on the side and you're doing a diagonal and then you do the same thing. So as long as you're building, Up. yeah, as long okay. as you're building, you're always going to start with a chain 5, double crochet in the third chain from the hook and then in two more flip it, slip stitch it into the chain 2 always space. Flip it. Okay. Yes, you have to flip it. So you're constantly working front and back, but nice. you're also working on the diagonal, right? That's
1: crazy. And then when you you're change changing colors too. Yeah, when you change
0: colors, You change colors like you normally would change colors. And it does get kind of messy because you do have a lot of like. I was going to say,
1: (laughs) you've got so many yarn going through. Yeah, you have a
0: lot of yarn that's going through. Yeah. And um, you can carry your color through, but a lot of times you'll see the threads. Sure. So I started um, carrying the yarn through and I was like, I don't like seeing all the thread because it's not as easy to bury the thread because when you're flipping it, you can see it. You can see it. Yeah. And, um, so I've started not doing that. Oh. And so I have a lot of yarn ball- balls that are happening at the same time and it right. can get really, really messy,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it makes the whole thing look neater and you just, you know, you have to deal with the mess while you're working on so it, the but the back it's
1: You can see everything, but the front, you don't or no do you, it's it's, it's double-sided okay it's okay.
0: double-sided you can see everything all the way through cool so I'm gonna have a ton of ends to sew in but it's okay I That's don't the mind. worst yeah eh, it's okay I don't mind Good I job. don't mind It's going to be a beautiful blanket. Oh, of
1: course. That's so cool looking. And
0: we will post it. So it's a really simple technique. And then obviously you're going to wind up with a square, but this is a rectangle. rectangle. So when you have what they call maintaining rows, then on certain rows, you do the chain five Mm -hmm. and then so you're adding a square and then right. on other rows you don't oh, and that's what maintains so that it the square farther yeah yeah okay. so that's what maintains the stitch count as you're going going along so some rows are going to start with the chain five which is adding the block and some ro- rows are going to start with what they call the decrease where you don't add a block you just slip stitch and then you go on right to the next one cool yeah. So it's really cool. And then when you decrease, obviously you're just slip stitching and then going until you get to that last little block yeah. and you make that little
1: corner here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so cool. It's really. I'm so proud of you for finding it
0: i me too i can't (laughs) wait to this blanket i'm like this blanket is special because it is the truck that we have everywhere in my house and And like my tablecloth has it right now my christmas tablecloth has it and so you know i'm like how long
1: do you think it's gonna take you i know you're you it's so hard to find time to crochet (laughs) yeah <laughs> that's our lives but um how do you how long do you think it's gonna it's take actually
0: you? going pretty fast okay good so I definitely should finish it I uh, hopefully before Christmas <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice that's my goal is okay. to finish it before Christmas because I have you know I, I would love to have it out yeah. on display before the Christmas season of is course. over um so hopefully I'll get that done but you know, I did a whole lot when I was at
1: your house. Good. <laughs> you had all that time. And I
0: pull it out as often as I can because it is just, you know, it's a simple stitch to do when you're going in it. You just have to pay attention to when it's time to change colors. Right. There is a free pattern on left in knots. She does do demonstrations oh, good. either I always right-handed those. or left-handed. Oh,
1: that's so nice. On
0: how to do, how to increase, uh-huh. how to decrease, and how to maintain. And it's very detailed. And then she gives you all the information. You can't, and she does have other trucks for other seasons. Isn't that cute? There's spring, summer, fall, harvest. She has a ton of them. And it's it's so fun. So I encourage you to go to Left and Knots. You can also find these patterns for purchase on Ravelry. Nice and I think Pinterest as well. Without ads? Yes, without ads. Yeah. Or you can, you know, do the free one yeah. that's on her website.
1: I noticed she uses loops and threads yarn I feel like that's most popular I'm seeing that everywhere now loops and threads yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> was at Joanne's I'm using um the big twist oh value yeah a big twist value yes because it was on sale <laughs> and I Sales, love something on sale Amazing. yes I love something on sale but I am using the red heart Aaron uh fleck because I think that that's a beautiful that's a pretty one yeah so I'm using that one for the main color but everything else is this value fleck nice or value um
1: twist big twist twist, yeah very cool
0: so yeah it's it's nice it's a fun blanket to do I'm
1: excited to see I'm excited to see the end (laughs) of it
0: too I can't wait till I can untie all the knots (laughs) that I have going on and, and get it going
1: yeah good job
0: but yeah so that's my stitch very cool
1: yay well you ready for this
0: i am so ready i don't know what we're talking about what are we talking about what You'll are we talking see. about you're
1: gonna see in the podcast episode soon guys well you guys all see it but she doesn't yeah. know so, so let's uh, get to story time
0: it's story time <laughs>
1: this episode topic I think a year or two ago when I, I like to you know do some not even for the podcast just looking up creepy spooky stories right uh-huh but this week I'm coming to you with one of California's most baffling missing cases Ooh. and it's called the Yuba County 5.
0: The Yuba County 5. Ever
1: heard of it? No. Cool now okay. this case is over 45 years old and still considered unsolved
0: I'm older than the case <laughs>
1: <laughs> barely by one year barely yeah and this case is also known as the American diet love pass incident Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh!
0: okay I'm like so excited You're right into it right uh, yeah
1: now it's not as like for me, it's not as creepy as the Diet Love Pass because mm-hmm. remember, we had some crazy speculations. Uh,
0: it was totally a government cover up. I think there were aliens or something, something and they were it. they stumbled across something they weren't supposed to see. And I think that they were hiding in their. You guys There's know. So what I, was much. To. <laughs> I think they were hiding in that little hidey hole and going back out to try check to get supplies on. or, or yeah. check what's going on and document it because they were writing. They were taking pictures. They there was recordings of them like saying things, right? Um and then just with the weird like uh, radiation. Yeah, radiation was a big yeah. part. So So I'm like
1: But there's not as much yeah. like craziness like that okay. in this, but let's dive in. Okay. So we go back to February of 1978 to Yuba County, California, where five men became good friends while playing for a local basketball team for people with mental disabilities at the Yuba City Vocational Rehabilitation Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now these five boys, which their parents called them, were Ted Weher, 32 years old, who had shown signs of autism, 30-year-old Jack Madruga, a slow learner, Bill Sterling, 29 years old, who was intellectually disabled. Jackie Hewitt, 24 years old, with unspecified physical and mental disabilities. And last, 25-year-old Gary Mathias, who had a history of being in and out of mental institutions since his stint with the Army. Apparently, he had been discharged and diagnosed with schizophrenia because he was caught in West Germany using drugs heavily. Hmm. Okay. Now, in 1978, Gary Mathias, he was being treated with anti-psychotic, uh, antipsychotics, but his doctors had noted he was doing a really good job with them and he was fine. Okay. He was probably the only one out of them that was like pretty good enough to pump. Yeah. Okay. 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 So here's a picture of them. I'm showing Angela.
0: Yeah. Hi, boys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's Gary. uh uh-huh. yeah. Now, all lived at home with their respective parents and families, and most were pretty independent, as a few even had their own jobs. The five of them were really invested in their basketball team, the Gateway Gators, and they had entered into a tournament where the winning team would receive a free week-long trip to Los Angeles, even though they're in California. Right, it's so cool. Yeah, and this was all organized by the Special Olympics. Oh, very cool. Yes. No. Note real quick, you're yeah. gonna have so much to talk about. I know you're gonna bring up a lot. Okay. I'll try well, to right, give now, you a
0: lot. <laughs> right now. Have you guys seen the movie? There's like a movie where it's um a, a special Olympic basketball team. They're oh. called The Friends. Oh. And it's so is wonderful it and adorable oh. and sweet and like no, I, have, I, have I love it. this movie. And okay. I, I can't think of who the lead is in it, but um ah oh, it's so good. If I love it. If you think
1: about it. Come back. I'm going to look it up
0: right okay. now. Okay. Okay.
1: I'll keep going. Yeah, keep going. So this really motivated this group of, of boys, and they had their big game, okay, on February 25th, 1978. But on February 24th, the boys decided to take a 46-mile trip over to Chico, California, to watch UC Davis' basketball team play California State University Chico. Okay, so they were really excited to just kind of get in the mood for basketball, watch these people play so that maybe that could help them the next day. Okay. Jack Mm -hmm. Madruga, also an Army vet, had his driver's license and drove a 1969 turquoise and white Mercury Montego. Did you get a picture or yes I know
0: what the movie is okay, what's the movie? sorry no you're good she's all ready to go no I, know. I looked me. it up so it stars Woody Harrelson oh my gosh and Caitlin Olsen cool and it's called Champions Aww. Champions. when was it released um 2023 wow. so it's so very it's recent. recent Yeah, okay. yeah 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 so oh. it's it's so good I watched it on Prime so it's on Amazon Prime nice yes and it's free on Prime so you guys okay. can watch it it's so cute it I love it I love it
1: okay okay anyway
0: back to the story back to the story so again
1: (laughs) jack madruga was the driver and this is a similar car i'm showing in. Ooh, i like it yeah it's a really cool car it is very cool okay so they made it to the game and afterwards they decided to stop at bears market a convenience store roughly three blocks away to purchase snacks pepsis and milk for the ride back surveillance video shows all five of them in the store and even a witness caught sight of them driving off in the direction of Yuba City. Okay. When Ted Wehers, I'm so sorry if I, I should have looked this up. It's Whyher or Weher? I don't know exactly okay. how to pronounce it, but W-E-I-H-E-R. Okay. So Ted Wehers' mother, Imogene, woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning. She claimed she had an inexplicable feeling of anxiety and fear. Mm. Kind of like what you told me before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, first thing she did was check on Ted in his room, but she found his bed empty. Imogene was then phoned Bill Sterling's mother, Juanita, who was up since 2 a.m. and found Bill had not come home either. Ooh. They all found out none of the five boys made it home and all except Gary Matthias had never stayed out all night. So this was definitely out of the ordinary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By 8 p.m. that evening, they called the police. Their big game was that day. There's no way the boys would have missed it. So they knew something was terribly wrong.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Now, even Gary Mathias drove his mom crazy that week, telling her they had a big game. Don't let him oversleep.
0: Wow. Oh, goodness. I don't like this. I know.
1: So the police came out and they took the same route the boys would have taken, a straight shot from Chico to Yuba City, but they didn't notice the brightly colored Montego anywhere. The police started to investigate a little more, but with no luck. Finally, Monday, February 27th, a U.S. Forest Service ranger reported a Mercury Montego in a snowbank on a mountain road in the Plumas National Forest, roughly 70 miles Northeast from Yuba City. What?
0: What happened?
1: (laughs) That's what we don't know. (laughs) The ranger wasn't too concerned at first because the locals would park their cars on the sides of the roads for the entire day to do like a little cross-country skiing. Mm -hmm. And had actually seen it two days earlier. So he thought nothing of it. But when police heard that type of car, they came out to investigate When police arrived, they quickly established the car belonged to the five boys reported missing. As to why the car was in the completely opposite direction of their home left, police baffled. So this is the Plumas (laughs) County area. Yeah. It's it's forest and it's it's snowy at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's a map.
0: Wow. Yes. Wow. What? That's. Oh, my goodness. It's like, oh, so it's a weird triangle. Yes. So it is a straight shot from their home to where they were supposed to go for the game. And then way to the right. Northeast. Yeah. Yeah, It makes no sense.
1: No sense. So they were able to search inside the car because it was unlocked. Mm -hmm. And they found empty drink cans and food wrappers, which helped police confirm they had been inside the car between the last sighting of them and when the vehicle was abandoned. They also found maps in the glove compartment and programs from the basketball game they had attended. And the way their car was positioned in the snowbank had the police deduced they were stuck in a snow drift and that they tried to get the car free. But the police couldn't figure out why five healthy men were stuck because they should have been able to easily push the car out of the drift. Hmm. The men had reached 4,400 feet in elevation on the road, where the snow line was at that time of the year, and just short of where the road was closed for the winter. They could not locate the keys, but when they hotwired the car, it worked without a problem, and they noticed the Montego still had a quarter tank of gas. Hmm. Oh, and the car was left unlocked, like I said, with one window open, more out-of-character things that Jack Madruga's parents mentioned after hearing about this. Hmm. When police brought the Montego back to the station to have it examined even further they noticed the undercarriage had absolutely no dents or scratches, even though the terrain up the hill and around it were really rough. So hmm. even the low-hanging muffler had nothing on it, um, even with an uneven mountainous roads with many ruts and potholes. Right. So mm-hmm. this led police to believe whoever was driving the car either drove incredibly cautiously or knew the area quite well. But... Jack Madruga, the driver, had never been to Plumas, and he was the only one that ever drove the car, and he would never let anyone else drive it. Note, when they left the previous Friday, they were only wearing light windbreakers. Mm. Even Ted Weeher's grandmother commented Mm -hmm. before he left that he needed a coat, but Ted responded, Oh, Grandma, I won't need a coat, not tonight. Police were trying to figure out why they had left the safety and warmth of their car when it was in working condition, and venture out into the cold. Now, even Bill Sterling and Jack Madruga's fathers both confirmed that their sons hated the cold and disliked spending time in the outdoors, and so did the other parents. The remote forest surrounding the road had at least 10 inches of snow.
0: So, yeah, they were definitely carjacked. I mean, there's no... They were carjacked.
1: If they were carjacked, though, whoever did it drove meticulously... Because, again, not, there's no indications that they were, like, driving crazy or anything. It was, like, super slow and steady.
0: Yeah, but I still, I still think they were carjacked. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. You're, I don't I mean, know how it goes. More. I know,
1: I know. Okay. I love that you do that. So <laughs> okay. Police then organized a search for the five, but that same day the car was investigated, a huge blizzard came rolling in. The next day, the blizzard dropped nine more inches of snow, so they Mm. had to delay the search. Right, yeah. When they resumed, it was still a struggle in the dense forest. Even two search members that were on snow cats had to be rescued themselves. Oh, wow. Nearly losing themselves in the snowy forest. It was an on and off effort over the next five days. And while they did what they could in the Plumas National Forest, the search was abandoned. Mm. there were no traces of the men
0: well no because if a blizzard came in i mean it's gonna cover any tracks that were made by them exactly and yeah
1: nine inches of snow is a lot That's a lot now as bizarre as this was as even more unusual thing of events a string of events occurred the same night the five were last seen Police had notified the public of their disappearances, with many reports of seeing the five in California, like all over the state Mm -hmm. and even all over the country. Hmm. But California native Joseph Shones called the police. On February 24th, that same night that they drove out to the basketball game, Mm -hmm. 55-year-old Shones traveled to the Plumas National Forest in his Volkswagen Beetle, on the same road as a five because he wanted to check the conditions before a planned family ski trip to a cabin he owned in the area. At 5.30 p.m., Shones immediately got stuck on the Oroville-Quincy Road where he then suffered a mild heart attack. Oh, my gosh. Trying to free his beetle off the snowbank. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Now, thankfully, it wasn't a life-threatening heart attack, but he had to spend the night in his car. He was super weak. He was in pain. Like yeah, extreme yeah, pain, yeah. yeah. Right? Now, he fell asleep, and when he was aroused awake, uh, he was aroused awake to headlights directly behind him at roughly 11.30 p.m. Okay. Now, when he looked out, he saw a car parked behind his, surrounded by a group of six people, including what he thought was a woman holding a baby. Mmm. Shones proceeded to call out for help, which caused the group to cease talking, and they turned off their headlights. Okay. Mm. No one responded. So when he then saw flashlights turned on outside the car, he again called for help. But then the flashlights were extinguished as soon as they heard the cry for help.
0: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: At this point, Shones was delirious with pain and he thought he saw a pickup truck park behind him about 20 feet away, then drive off. But he wasn't 100% sure about this. Mm -hmm. when this information was relayed to the parents of the group they all thought it was very out of character for them to ignore someone that was crying for help Mm -hmm. shone's car ran out of gas in the early morning hours and finally when his pain wasn't as terrible he walked eight miles down the road to a lodge and the manager drove him back home they passed the abandoned montego uh-huh. so it was that car it was the Montego right
0: okay so there was a woman that was he thinks there was them. a woman with a baby with a baby okay and with this
1: group of people that he didn't see clearly okay and they were all like trying to be quiet about everything trying to be
0: quiet and then another pickup came think th-
1: he thinks a pickup came he doesn't know okay. for sure
0: and then there were no people and that was it okay alright I'm like formulating my thoughts here
1: <laughs> okay another possible sighting was from a woman in Brownsville, which is 30 miles away from where the car was found. The woman claimed to see four of the men pull up to a store in a red pickup truck two days after their disappearance. She knew they weren't from the area because of their big eyes and facial expressions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Two of the men stopped at a telephone booth outside, made a call, and then purchased food. The store manager was questioned and even confirmed the lady's account, and she thought two of the men she saw were Ted Weeher and Jack Hewitt, who had bought the food and drinks from him. When this was conveyed to the families, Hewitt's brother stated Jack has an extreme aversion to using the telephone, so most likely it wasn't them. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were in Brownsville and not the game they were so excited to play was still out of character for any of them. Right. Okay, so now months passed by without a solid clue, and the missing boys officially were known as the Yuba County Five. People were speculating like crazy on what exactly happened to them from theories of carjacking, Mm -hmm. but left the car, to imprisonments by local hippies because the Manson family murders had recently happened. Mm -hmm. The boys' families offered rewards for any information about them, and some of the families even went to psychics for help. One told a family member that the boys had been kidnapped to Arizona and Nevada. Okay. Another psychic felt that the boys were murdered in Oroville in a two-story red house, brick or stained wood, with a gravel driveway and the number 4723 or 4753. A good friend of Ted Weeher drove down every street in Oroville for two days looking for the house that did not, not exist. exist.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Then, on June 4th, 1978, a group of motorcyclists took a trip out to a Forest Service campsite in the Plumas National Forest, forest, approximately 20 miles from where the Montego was discovered. At the campsite, they noticed a 60-foot trailer owned by the Forest Service with a busted window. Out of sheer curiosity, because of an awful stench, they decided to go inside the camper and what they saw shocked them.
0: Oh, no. Ted
1: Weeher's decaying body was stretched out on the bed, emaciated, and wrapped in eight sheets that were pulled over his body and tucked around his head. Weeher, at the time of his disappearance, was a tall, heavy-set fellow that weighed around 200 pounds. Poor Ted looked to have been only 100 pounds when they found him.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: His shoes were removed, and his feet were frostbitten and gangrious. Gangrious yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. Right. when the coroner was looked over his lifeless body they measured the length of his beard and by that alone they determined that Ted Wehr had lived about 13 weeks after he last shaved
0: oh wow so three he months. was there for three months
1: so this was the uh, trailer they found
0: ooh okay, okay.
1: Next to the bed was a table which had a ring that was engraved with Ted, a -hmm. gold necklace, his wallet containing cash, a partially melted candle, and a gold watch. When the families were shown the items, no one could identify who the gold watch belonged to. Mm. Weher's cause of death was determined to be hypothermia and starvation. Investigators thought that we here somehow walked or run or even somehow taken in the moonlight through 20 miles of four to six foot snowdrifts to reach that locked trailer where he succumbed to starvation. Mm-hmm. But here is where it gets even more strange. Oh, goodness. OK, the trailer had matches lying around, but a fire was not built. There were even paperback novels and wood furniture that could have been used for the fire to keep warm. Mm -hmm. Even though there were 12 army ration cans found empty on the floor, there was a shed right outside of the trailer that held enough dehydrated Mexican dinners, fruit cocktails, and other assorted meals to keep all five of the boys alive for a year.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So a whole shed of food.
0: Okay. And uh, okay. That was never opened
1: apparently one of the cans of food was opened by an army p38 can opener which madruga and matthias probably knew how to use since they served but they weren't in the trailer Mm -hmm. and there was a propane tank in another shed outside that could have been used to heat the trailer along with again matches and books and furniture right Uh uh-huh there was no indication that he even attempted to leave the trailer
0: the Mm. very next
1: day Searchers discovered the bodies of Jack Madruga and Bill Sterling about halfway between where the car was left and the trailer. Hmm. Sadly, animals had gotten to their bodies. Madruga was partially eaten and dragged about 10 feet to a stream. Sterling was in a wooded area scattered over about 50 feet. Animals had eaten everything they could and nothing was left except bones. They couldn't determine whether two, this two had reached the trailer or not, but cause of death, most likely hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Deputies believe that one of them was in the throes of the last stage of hypothermia, the need to sleep, mm-hmm. and the other decided to stay with them and succumb to that last stage as well. Mm-hmm. Two days later, off the same road, they found Madrug and Sterling, but closer to the trailer. Jackie Hewitt's father discovered his son's backbone no. under a manzanita bush. Friends and family tried to talk him out of the search for fear of this exact discovery, but he insisted on going. Yeah, he
0: needed closure.
1: Yes. They then noticed more bones around as well as Jackie's Levi's and Rip sold get There's shoes, which helped identify the remains of Jackie Hewitt's. That next day, an assistant sheriff was out searching the area when he came across a skull roughly mm. 100 yards downhill from where they discovered the other bones. The family dentist identified the teeth belonging to Jackie Hewitt. Somehow, they were able to determine that Jackie's death, cause of death, was also
0: hypothermia. Yeah. Oh man.
1: In terms of locations of remains, Hewitt's, Sterling's, and Madruga's all lay northeast of the forest trailer. But about a quarter mile northwest of the trailer, searchers found three wool Forest Service blankets and a two-cell flashlight that were laying by the road. They noted that the flashlight was slightly rested and was turned off, but they couldn't determine how long they had been lying there. Mm-hmm. So we've got some remains over here and some other like paraphernalia over here. Right. Okay. As hmm. for Gary Mathias, when they searched the trailer, they did find his tennis shoes inside the trailer. And the speculation was that he took them off there in order to wear Weeher's leather shoes. They were larger and Matthias's feet could have been swollen from phosphite, So those shoes may have fit better. But again, this is not 100% okay. clear. Mm-hmm. When they couldn't find Matthias's body, they sent his photo and description to all state mental institutions. When he left for the basketball game, he didn't have a wallet on him. He required medication to treat his schizophrenia. So if he was still alive, he could have lapsed into a disoriented psychosis. Matthias was never found in the area. Huh. Now, here are a few things they had to take into consideration, but still leaves more questions. Okay. February 23rd, police learned that a Forest Service snow cat headed from the road to the service trailer, which left a packed path in the snow. Did the boys follow that path up?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Up in a town called Paradise, they sought out a water witcher who fixed his divining rod to pick up traces of human minerals. This led the search team to a deserted cabin close to their abandoned car. But the cabin was empty and no evidence that the boys had been in there. They then located a gray disposable cigarette lighter about three-quarters of a mile from the cabin, but the families of the boys said none of them carried lighters ever. So this might be just a whole thing Just you know. mm-hmm. Couldn't have yeah. been them, but they found yeah. Them. Then after talking with the family, they discovered Gary Mathias knew some people in Forbstown, a town in the middle of Yuba County and Chico. But after questioning them, they hadn't seen Gary in over a year. Mm, And then the gold watch that did not belong to any of the group, they assumed it belonged to a forest ranger who maybe just left Left it behind. behind, And back to the snowcat trailer. Even if we and any of the group did follow it along, Why? Why leave the safety of their car and travel for almost 20 miles in the snow in the middle of the night? Jack Madruga's mother, Mabel, mentioned, there was some force that made them go up there. They wouldn't have fled off in the wood like a bunch of quail. We know good and well that somebody made them do it. We can't visualize someone getting the upper hand on those five men, but we know it must have been. Then Ted Wee, her sister-in-law, was quoted stating, They seen something at that game, at that parking lot. They might have seen it and didn't even realize they seen it. But with this speculation that someone may have chased them and that's why they drove up to the park, there's no uh, indication Matthias was speeding again and the car had no signs of problems. So there was no dents, nothing. Mm -hmm. Very carefully driven. Now everyone figured that because Ted Weher didn't have that much common sense, he didn't know what to make of the items in the trailer to keep him warm. But it was possible others had gone into the trailer, and the army vets would have known what to do. Is it possible they didn't want to touch anything of fear of desecrating private property? If so, then why only eat a certain amount of rations and not check any other sheds?
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm trying to decide if I want to interrupt you now and discuss some theories, or just wait till you're done. I got a few more. Okay. Me, well, yeah, we'll let you do your. And then we can okay, discuss. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So did Joseph Shones, the man with the heart attack, really see a woman and a child? If so, what happened to them? Did they really leave him alone when he cried for help? Or was that even the boys? What happened to the car keys? They probably were on Matthias, but then where did he go? Mm -hmm. An investigative theory is that Matthias, possibly off his meds, had a violent outburst due to the paranoid schizophrenia he was diagnosed with and traveled in the opposite direction of home and abandoned the car. However, this is still hard to believe since he was regularly monitored and showed much improvement according to his doctor. But Ted Weeher's brother didn't believe this theory that Matthias led the group up the mountain to die and former Yuba County Sheriff Jack Beecham agreed. So whatever happened to these group of boys? So I think
0: when they were at the game... They ran into a woman in the parking lot with a baby, and she needed help.
1: But they were at a convenience store.
0: She may have stayed in the car. True. Because there was no, like... Yeah, she wasn't seen on the the surveillance. Yeah, on the surveillance. She may have stayed in the car. And the boys probably got snacks because they were going to drive her to wherever she needed to go, up in the woods. Okay? Okay. So... That's why they were driving very carefully, because they had a woman with a baby in the car, um, and he was very meticulous about his car anyway. Right. So they get up into wherever she decided to leave them. Everyone gets out of the car. The guy with the heart attack saw them all get out of the car.
1: But why didn't they respond to him? If they're helping this woman with a baby... Yeah, she was probably
0: controlling the whole situation and probably told them, no, that's a bad guy or something, you know, Uh just they were susceptible or, you know, to whatever she needed. Okay. She was controlling the whole situation. So she probably was like, no, that's, you know, whatever Uh to get them to not help the other man that was yelling. Okay. Okay? And then um, she convinces them to go into the woods to find something and then at that point whoever she was working with comes in the pickup truck and takes her with them maybe matthias went with them because they never found him right. right i don't know and then that would corroborate him being at the convenience store right well the, they
1: saw a bunch of people at the, the convenience they thought it was there's was the two men two, but they didn't think it was gary
0: oh they didn't i, no. I forgot who they thought it was okay yeah well, that runs that theory, but, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what happened to Gary, but, um, so I think that that, that's why the guys got out of the car and they were told to go into the forest to do something. I don't know what the point of that woman leading them up there was. Because they, they had, didn't take anything no, from the car.
1: he had his wallet, too. Yeah, whatever.
0: they, they didn't take any money or anything no. off the boys. no. So I don't know what the point of that was. How did they get out of the car? <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, maybe she did get picked up and maybe something happened and Gary did come. But again, why would they abandon the safety of their car? Like, and she wasn't there. So it's like.
0: Yeah. And she got, I mean, she got picked up by, I think she got picked up by the other truck that came by. Yeah. Um, But I don't there's know no why. Cell phones
1: at this point. So how did they know where they were? I, well I think it
0: was prearranged. Like uh, obviously she got something from these people. Um I don't know. But that I mean that's the only theory that I can come up with as to why they would go that far out of their way. Right. Um because it seems like but they, had the they would be very responsible about and, yeah. and I don't know why they didn't leave because they had the keys and right. they could have left. They
1: could have left back yeah, so and they're grown men. They could have pushed their car off. They could have driven back. Why abandon their car? And we don't know.
0: I mean, did the the two that they found desecrated by animals? Mm-hmm. Or I guess three, because they found the yeah. uh, one the other one. So, <laughs> did they die first, and then the animals got to them? Yeah, yeah probably. I think so.
1: That would make more sense. But again, there was this whole shed of food, that and they was, were living
0: there for like thirty. This guy for was there like for three months. Three months, yeah. He
1: could have eaten something. He could have started a fire. He could have done anything. And I think even with no common sense, I think survival skills would have kicked in. I mean, yeah. he found blankets, like yeah, it didn't make any sense.
0: And then here's my other question. The rangers know about these cabins. So yeah. why didn't anybody check the cabins? They were
1: abandoned for a few months because it was so blizzardy. Probably they didn't well, even need to. Well,
0: but I feel like if they're missing people.
1: Right. But they couldn't even get there. Remember, it took a while. They couldn't and even get up into away. it. Yeah. Oh, OK. So they hmm. wouldn't even think to probably go there because it was so far away out of their area. Yeah. 20 miles. I mean, imagine that walking in the snow for, for 20, 20 miles. miles.
0: No, thank you.
1: Like, hi. <laughs> Wouldn't you just turn back around and get in your car? Like, I would. Yeah. So that's I mean... what's the mystery. It's like, why did they even get out? Why did they go towards that way? Why didn't they just stay in the car? Why? Why is this? It's so scary to think. It
0: is. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is, is the, the pregnant woman or the woman with the baby, like convince them to do yeah. this and to do something. And I don't know what it could have been.
1: Right. Because again, they didn't steal anything. No, there's doesn't look like there's a struggle. No one was missing anything. Yeah.
0: Like... So here's and a And Gary weird...
1: Mathias didn't even have his wallet. Remember? He, he was the one that's missing. Didn't have a wallet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. Maybe Gary Mathias knocked up this lady and then, hey, this is your baby. And now we have to like <laughs> like go somewhere.
1: I don't know. So random.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he would have
1: said something and then he had to take his meds. So I'm sure that at some point he would have had to contact a doctor or something if he was still alive unless he had a violent outburst and just, I don't know.
0: Maybe but. he wanted to go disappear and live with this woman that he has a baby with. So that's my wild theory that's <laughs> thrown out there because, you know, he's so they.
1: So you think he called her ahead of time to go to this basketball game, even though they all wanted to go play this basketball game tournament that on that 25th.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So out of character. You're I don't like, know. Isn't that weird. I don't know. But like he was the one because like his um, mental facilities were fine were yeah they were being managed so he was the one that was quote unquote most in his right mind exactly and and high functioning right so um you know i don't know why he would come up with this plan and then abandon like his team in the forest like that that makes no sense no and i don't know why his team wouldn't have just gone back to the car, any time. Crazy part about all this: yeah. the car was fine. Any because it takes a long time to to die of hypothermia. Right. I think. I mean, well, it wouldn't have been. They weren't I don't wearing know. anything. They yeah, were, they, they only had light jackets on. Yeah.
1: So again, why go out into the snow that far away when they know they can't survive? Like.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they left the car.
1: No. What happened? <laughs> no. So, again, Yuba <laughs> County 5, this is the still most mysterious missing case in California.
0: Yeah, that is a crazy one. I don't think it's aliens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, probably not. Yeah. But, again, the fact that there were, were food, the fact that they had the chance to survive if they walked all the way out there still baffles me
0: yeah i mean they had they made it to or at least one of one them did
1: but i mean again there was a, a if if this guy ted Weher, could use a can opener that is specifically made for army people if he was the one that did it and not the other two mm-hmm. then he would have had some knowledge to go into a shed and find other things to keep himself like warm yeah, he would have been, like safe. explored like what yeah. else is in the sheds. Yeah. what else
0: can i use here he would have yeah.
1: lived but so <sighs> confusing
0: yeah That's so weird. I wonder what led them to do that.
1: We'll never know. We will never know. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yuba County Five, everybody. Dude, this is a crazy one. I'm gonna be thinking about this one for a long time. Right? If you guys have any information about this or have any questions, you can email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. You can also read the show notes for this episode or any previous episode if you jump over to podbean.com. That's where we host our little show here for you guys our little podcast. And get any show notes from this episode, any previous episodes. There's also a little button you can click that says become a patron today. Ooh-oh. We love our patrons. We you guys do. do make this possible for us to continue doing this for you. So um, please think about becoming a patron today. It'd be a wonderful holiday present for us. We'd love it. Yay, and, <laughs> I love
1: that.
0: And you guys get stuff too. We send our patrons stuff. We give you shout outs. We love to connect with you guys. And so that's just a another way to connect and um, we appreciate you guys very much. You can also visit any of our social medias. We are on all the things. See anything that we're working on or anything that's going on. And I don't know, if you just want to say hi to us, we want to say hi to you. So, yeah, <laughs> visit us today. Say
1: hi. Say just hi. drop a line. Tell us one of your spooky stories you have.
0: Yes, in. we want to hear from you. So, drop us a line today. All right. So we have one more thing to do in this episode. It is movie time. Movie
1: time. This week's movie review is The Lovely Bones, released in 2009. IMDb rating of 6.6 stars. Synopsis centers on a young girl who has been murdered and watches over her family and her killer from purgatory. She must weigh her desire for vengeance against her desire for her family to heal. Mm -hmm. Peter Jackson, director.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful movie.
1: So yes, this is based off of a book. Yeah, and I've never, never read the book, I wish but I read I've seen it
0: the book and I know okay. it was like a bestseller and really I um, heard about it and I was like, oh, I should read it. I think it was maybe in Oprah's book list book, too. Probably. It makes sense. <laughs>
1: Probably. Yeah, the actors are huge. Uh, Sersha Ronan is the main character. We've got the parents as Rachel Weisz and Mark Wahlberg and uh, Stanley Tucci is the bad guy. Uh, yeah, and he does a good job of it. Like there's a lot of good stuff going on in this movie, but um, if you haven't seen it,
0: please see it. please see i it. I highly recommend it.
1: The book, what I read a little bit more about is when I was kind of doing more research. So, yes, yeah, so she's killed. and he has this this um this drive to murder girls and women, yeah. In the book.
0: I'm sure it's more graphic than the movie. So,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, uh, listener discretion if this triggers you. But, yes, he rapes and murders. Mm. And the movie, I appreciate. They don't. He does not show that. They don't show that. They they don't 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 don't
0: really show the murders either. No, thankfully. Um, Yeah. So that's what made it. That's what made me like it.
1: It's more tolerable that way. Yes.
0: Because anything having to do with. um, Young. I I can't. I can't. No,
1: it's very hard.
0: It's made me. We've watched other movies that I've been like, Nicole, I can't review I this movie, yeah, because of situations like that. It's of, really hard to yeah.
1: stomach, but um, but yeah, they. So Peter Jackson, I think it was beautiful. I he he leaves this movie based off of the story so well. Um, her purgatory is,
0: it's incredible, beautiful, yeah.
1: But it's so heart wrenching. I told Angela mm-hmm. I cried like maybe three times <laughs> and I've seen this yeah. before. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. Like Well, it, um, we were also watching it when a lot of things were going on. Yeah, so yeah. yeah.
1: But it's just it's a beautiful movie and um beautiful in a way that you're watching a murderer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you're like, if you've never seen it, it just like gets you because you're like you you start yelling. I feel like I started yelling at the movie like mm-hmm. sometimes like there's some pretty like hairy situations where they like, I was yelling at her sister. Like, yeah, get, get out of there, get, yeah. get out, yeah, 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 um, get up, get up, get up, run. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, 1970 setting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that uh, they did great with that, that time period.
0: And I, what I, what I appreciate about it is that it's, it doesn't wrap anything up in a pretty little bow. Okay. It that's really what really shows hated. you hated that. <laughs> I think it I think it made it more accessible for people because like there's when you're dealing with a situation where you have a murderer and you can't you have figure out who it is somebody ripped away from your family somebody's ripped away like that and and just there's no easy way to get over anything no, or to deal with it and ever. it just shows how Different perspectives, even the person that was murdered, how she has to get over it and deal with it. Right. And sometimes there isn't closure. No. Sometimes there isn't and I closure. I hate that. That's yes. So I hate that. And I usually hate that about movies, but this, I appreciated it because it really showed how people dealt with their grief and their experience of loss uh-huh. and not having answers. And how are they supposed to move on and move right. forward from that? And um, for the dad, he got very obsessive and was like, I can't let this go. Right. And the mom was like, no, you're not here for me nobody's here for me I have to leave and
1: they've got two other kids Mm -hmm. and that was really difficult well there's that little paranormal aspect of it which I appreciated too Mm -hmm. where she's trying to reach out to her father there's that connection yeah yeah
0: she finds a way to be connected to her father and then there's another girl in town that she touched and so she was able to to stay connected to her right and so does maintaining that connection with the other side keep you stuck and not allow you to move forward with exactly. your life while you're here? Right. And how do you deal with that? Because I think that was the same thing for Sarah Winchester. Yes. You know, she stayed stuck right. in that, in that paranormal. that she
1: couldn't let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of people do. I mean, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with needing to talk to the other side and needing some kind of closure or whatever. Right. I love mediums. I love, you know, the the idea of being able to speak with people on the other side. I've had instances where I've been able to do that mm-hmm. and deliver messages for people. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. And it's definitely a reminder that spirit continues on. Yes. And, you know, you can still feel connected with people that have passed on. Right. But to what – it can keep you trapped. And to, like, what extent do you stay in the past and not allow yourself to move forward? And so that's what I appreciate about this is that it, like – there wasn't closure. I mean, they did give the audience <laughs> closure, but for the family, there was no closure. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. They, they gave us our, kind of what we wanted, but at the same time, no, because yeah. nobody knew like, yeah. what happened. I mean,
0: the 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 sister –
1: Sister finds out. Sister finds out. So the family finds
0: out, but they don't get to get the guy in the end. Exactly. Yeah. He disappears. So
1: spoiler alert. That was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But again, we know what happens, but they don't. Nobody else They don't know. Yeah. Nobody else has that closure for their families that Mm -hmm. all the victims that he took. Yeah. And that's so sad. And that makes me so angry, but it happens in real life. So that's, that's the scary part again real life is scary remember real life is scary
0: that's why we <laughs> dive into these yeah I mean these are realities for people right but, you know they help us escape from our own so our own. yeah yeah
1: well how many stitches would you give this I
0: it was beautiful I loved it I wouldn't I mean it dealt with subject matter that I hate and right. I was still able to watch it watch it she's
1: such a great actress yeah she made it, that's what, she made me cry because she just did such a wonderful she's job. So,
0: her face is so honest yes, and she's pure. so like pure right. and just appealing. And I usually love Stanley Tucci and I hate him <laughs> so much in this movie.
1: But that's what I love about him too. It's a love-hate relationship because he did such a good job yeah. with this character. Um And in other characters, he's awesome too, but like just portraying this really like gut-wrenching, Neighbor who you know is a serial killer, but mm-hmm. he did a wonderful job. He did
0: a wonderful job, and I love the way that the story was told and yeah. the way that the subject matter was exactly dealt with. And so I would give it. It's a high stitch count for me. I would say it's like probably an eight.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight and a half for me.
0: Yeah, eight and a half. Ooh, yeah. you're higher than me. I really me. love yeah. this
1: movie, but again, I just that one gripe of you know. I wish there was something at the end after she, you know, the sister figures everything out. You wanted some vengeance and some satisfaction
0: for the family.
1: Yeah. But, but she, the they satisfaction
0: for the families—they were able to come True. back together and move on. The mother and came
1: back. Yes. Yeah, the
0: mom came back. The family came back. Right. Everybody came back together. Yeah, they found each other again, True. and they were able to move forward. That's right. That's all the closure they needed. True for them. For them. Yeah. yeah. You needed closure. I needed. Stanley Tucci needed to, yes. to go to jail. <laughs> yes, he needed to be
1: well, at least. They people needed to knew. get. They like, needed it to was get him. him. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I did appreciate though was Susan Sarandon's comic relief <laughs> oh yeah she
0: was so good
1: she was really good in it and it just made you laugh a little bit about her yeah character. who
0: doesn't have a person like that you everybody needs a person like that in right. their life that's just gonna be like
1: you just roll with the punches yeah and she's hilarious oh she's so good I love that yeah her did you did you stitch to this movie
0: um I probably did Um, just because I was working on my blanket, but, um, I probably did, but I probably wasn't stitching too much because I, it was very beautiful and it was like you wanted to watch it. Right. I couldn't,
1: I was trying to, and I couldn't do it most of the time. Such a nice movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad we reviewed it. This is again, a little different than our our other ones, but I, I thought this kind of fit our theme a little better. Yeah. And I love that. So yeah, cool. yeah,
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for picking it. It's Yay. It beautiful. It's
1: not going to be that way anymore. Sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I know what the next movie is, and I have thoughts about that one. So, All right. Well, this is another amazing episode. Yay. I'm so glad that we're back. Me too. And until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-oh.